Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Edgeguard. I am your number one host, uh, Blake, and your uh, other number one host <laughs> is Ah, Jordan. Mr. Aha! You thought I was going to belittle you, but instead I've placed us on equal footing. That is the best kind of uh, misdirection. Aha! Uh, anyway, this is a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. I'm Blake, that's Jordan, and today we are here to talk to you about Shady Night. Yes. Shady Night, Jordan. Uh, Shady Night is a first-person slasher uh, by slasher. See, by, slasher sounds like like, uh, like a I don't horror know, movie. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or yeah, no, no. It's like a first-person sword fighting game mm-hmm. uh, that was made for the um, seven-day first-person. Wait, is that what, seven? Seven-day FPS. Yeah, yeah. Seven-day FPS jam uh, by Captain. Well, might might say this wrong. I'm not sure if it, it's S I G H. I'm not sure if that's Sai or if it's like Sieg. Um, I assume it's Sieg, but, but Alexi Sieg, uh, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's a it's a first person melee combat uh, game. Um, so the I mean, it's pretty simple to explain. You have a sword, and you what? can yeah. I don't slash. remember there being a sword. You slash with a sword. Uh, and you can block, um, you can slash, you can throw and you can jump attack. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's, uh, sort of the thing it's, I mean, it is very much a a game jam game when it comes to size. So it's like just a few rooms, uh, Mm -hmm. and the mechanics are pretty like, like, so you just play as a little like rectangle, but the mechanics themselves are pretty well realized. They, yeah, like the, the enemies are all, are all like, uh, a rectangular prism, rectangles Uh, with swords. With but a little the, sword on them. The sword slashes feel like pretty. I don't know. They feel kind of tight. Uh, and yeah. Like yeah. Complete. So th- that's that's kind of one of the reasons I I was excited to play this game is because I think, um, it's in a state that not a lot of the games we play or that anyone plays are, which is that it's at like this very early state where like yep. it's all placeholder art still. Even a lot of the games we play, unpolished as they may be, um, they're not like most of them aren't like work in progress as much as, as much as this is where it's just like, yo, you're a, a cube hitting other cubes with a very rudimentary looking sword. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, the, the environments still have the, uh, measurements from fucking, what is that? Uh, I forget what plugin they're using to uh, do the level geometry. Use the same one for my capstone game. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Oh, Uh, I don't know. Wait, what are you talking about? The like, so so you know how the everything like all the geometry has like a grid on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, it's part like a of super the... popular uh, oh. Unity plugin for like building level geometry. So you can um, just like visualize the distances. Yeah, between things I want to say stuff. like it's like Pro Grids. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it's Pro Builder. Mm. I think is what it's called. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean the the um, walls and stuff like they are you know, kind of modeled. You can like tell we're in a sort of medieval castle sort of setting and there's like, mm. you know, torches and chains and and stuff. But even that, yeah, is a little, it is, it's very much like a, a work in progress. I mean, it sort of feels like a proof of concept almost like this, uh-huh. the amount of game that there is, is like five rooms. Uh, and yeah. it's like each room introduces a new uh, iteration of the mechanic like mm-hmm. you know, blocking in one, jump attacking in one, throwing your sword in another, and then it ends with a, a room where you have to fight like eight dudes. Yeah, um, uh, so there are only five Jordan. 
It felt like more than that, man. But nope, I counted. I played it many counted. times. Um, um, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, it, I definitely get the impression there's more, um, more that's coming for this, and I hope there will be, because, uh, we, one of the reasons we wanted to play this game was, uh, you know, infamously first-person melee ga- combat in general, uh, hard to pull off. Um, yeah, or it's, it's easy to do a very lazy version that's not very good. Um, yes, I played I, Skyrim. I, like, yeah, like Elder Scrolls, <laughs> all those games, uh, fun and, uh, uh, you know, memorable as they may be and <laughs> filled with, uh, you know, rich characters and stories. <laughs> uh, the combat is never really what you're there for. No. Um, I mean, even like I, this, I always felt like even like the stealth mechanics is better than the actual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, my, like my generally combat. favorite way to play an Elder Scrolls game is to sneak around with a bow and shoot people in the head and kill them yeah. in one hit. <laughs> yeah. The, the sort of like joke about Elder Scrolls is every or of Skyrim at least this is not mm-hmm. as true to other ones but every game you start you always uh, end up a stealth archer just because like from levels one through like five it's just by far the best way to <laughs> kill people yeah and it's just it's just more fun like yeah I can it is I can click a, a spell to shoot out or I can like be like wildly swinging a sword and like I don't know just like the sword and shield combat just isn't really you know no, up to up not to snuff. Super good. yeah i never um, actually i've played a lot of different characters in skyrim and i i never did a true sword and shield one you know i did like a wizard i did a like a thief mm-hmm. i even did like some like mixture ones but never a true sh- yeah, sword and shield i think shield i think generally in like, skyrim the the way to make the actual moment to moment combat more fun is to kind of like optimize out actually hitting stuff with a sword a lot of times yeah like uh, you mentioned the sort of thief build like having a dagger that does like six times damage when you sneak and hit them from the from behind and then just killing everything in one hit without it ever seeing you is like it's fun that you're like getting one over on the game by like not having to actually actually engage with it's not very fun but then uh, when you fight the dragons and shit, you're like, well, yeah, you're <laughs> fucked <laughs> now I'm boned. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, um, I think it was pretty apparent from just like the, the gifts and videos, um, uh, that we could see of this game on, on Twitter or whatever that, um, it looked like it felt pretty good. And I, I do think it yeah. does feel good. It does. Um, I think, I, I think, um, so, this game is at a stage where most people have never played a game that's at this like phase of completion. You mentioned proof of concept and you mentioned how um, mm-hmm. sort of complete or maybe not complete the mechanics felt, but how they, they already felt uh, like really solid, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe complete's not, not the word, but they do feel like, like they are realized, like there is something mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, that's like proof of concept is a good uh, phrase for the the state yeah. that this game is in, uh, and it's a really fun phase as a developer to get to because you start a lot of times starting from scratch. It's like okay, I have this idea for something that I think will be fun, mm-hmm. uh, but there's no way to test it until I spend a bunch of time yes. making it, and then yeah. you invest a bunch of time making it, and you get to I've had I've had a few games that have gotten to like sort of this phase where it's like okay i've made it and it turns out i was right it is pretty fun uh and now there's so many directions that the game can go yeah that it's kind of like it feels like limitless and i feel Uh like this this game feels uh a little bit like that right now like the basic 
components of the combat are uh, fun and engaging enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to play a one-on-one version of this where it's just like me versus Jordan. Oh, who can, I didn't I would think like, of that. That would. Be I want to play like three D first person Nidhog, basically. Yeah, uh, oh, like yeah. I was. Yeah, I was having that thought as I was as I was playing the game, like uh, kind of trying to kite the the little blocks and and see. Mm-hmm what kind of AI I could tease out of them. I was like, Oh, this would be pretty fun to do with like another person. You can try to like, yeah, out, have a little bit of like a for honor vibe where you're kind of like, that's just what I was thinking. Yeah. You're kind of trying to like bait out attacks or whatever. Although uh, for like, the, the big difference between this and for honor is, so I haven't actually played for honor, but doesn't mm-hmm. it have a lot of like, there's like a lot of little bits of like scripted stuff in the combat, right? Like if you do a certain, or is that not right? It's it's more like uh, I wouldn't call it scripted. It's more like fighting game, like combos type. Yeah, stuff. yeah, like a little bit more, mm-hmm. like I don't know Tekken or something. In that, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like you do this move into this move, then it's faster or whatever. Okay, because like in um, Shady Knight, it's literally one action per button right like yeah every input has exactly one movement of your character whereas mm-hmm. you know in fighting games you do some combo and then suddenly your character like kind of does the sure. thing just like five sure, hits sure. or whatever yeah yeah but um but but largely this game like the basic combat feels pretty good and, it, and it's fun and so it's like okay what can i add to that that will enhance it what can I add to it that will like make it maybe less pure? And so that's mm-hmm. bad. Uh, what sort of uh, situations are the most fun to deal with? Like, is it most fun to deal with uh, a bunch of AI enemies and sort of like make AI enemies with different behaviors that attack differently uh, mm. and like challenge the player with those? Or is it more fun to uh, put two real players against each other and, and have them uh, like sort of duel it out Nidhogg <laughs> style. So like, I think that, I don't know, like, as a person who's been in this stage with a game before where it's like, Oh wow, I can play this and it's really fun. And I show it to people, even people who aren't in the class. I'm like, yeah, it's like a square swinging a rectangle, (laughs) but it, uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, and like, even at this stage, it's fun. Um, I don't know. It's it's an exciting phase to be. I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous of, uh, of the developer here getting to like, I don't know, (laughs) figure out what this game is going to be because, uh, I, Spoiler, I, I looked at uh, their Twitter, and they are definitely working on this game. Uh, oh, more. good. Nice. Yeah, there's like full, uh, I guess, skeleton. It's like a blocks in the shape of a person instead of just a block. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And it looks like they've added some new mechanics like uh, kicking. Um, oh, yeah. I and, see that gif now. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's exciting. I Okay, that's, that's really good because there is one... Um, I mean, I think the big challenge for this game will be mm-hmm. uh, similar to like all. It, there are some just like intrinsic challenges of first person melee combat that this game will have to like experiment mm-hmm. with to figure out how to solve. And based on just these clips, it seems like he does have some uh, good ideas for how to solve it. But mm-hmm. like, I found myself. Um, when I was playing, it seemed like throwing the sword is definitely one of the best strategies. Super, oh yeah, oh yeah, super powerful. Uh, because and it, I mean, this has partially to do with the AI, which is that mm-hmm. the AI has really good reflexes for blocking your sword attacks, but l- no, no reflex at all for. I don't even know if her. they have a mechanism for blocking a thrown sword. I never saw it. I I don't know if it's like if they raised their block, it would block, or if it's yeah, just like they have don't no have idea. they don't have enemy. De- like they don't detect you unless you're at melee range anyways, so they never mm-hmm. will. 
but it doesn't seem like they can block it for whatever reason. And so that becomes really good. That's obviously just a sort of like feature of it being a prototype. Yeah. I assume yeah. he'll, he'll change that. But I did just often find myself feeling like uh, I should play it almost like a shooter, you know, like back away yeah. from my enemies. Um, yeah. And then I, I and mean, then the nice thing about the, the like, there's already a, a good amount of like game feel here though, because even though that mm. like was more tactically effective, it just feels good to like run up and block a, you know, deflect their sword attacks. Yeah. Um, if so you, if you, it, if you watch like gifts of this game being played, like you'll see the way the camera moves and like the, the hit pauses, uh, when things are happening. And especially as you play it, like the sound of like blocking, yes. is just like a really nice, just like, yeah. So I did really enjoy that. So I found myself like running forward, to attack even in situations where it seemed like tactically it made more sense to just throw my sword. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is something it has going for it. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that's another factor of like that sort of phase that this game is at where it's like, I had this idea of something that would be really fun in my head. So I built it this way without considering that like, Oh yeah, there's like this thing that it totally breaks it, but yeah. it's something, it's a problem that I can totally fix. Uh, yeah, like you like can you can choosing like, how to fix that is uh I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a fun question. and exciting way. Be like what's the what's the most shady knight way to make the the throw the throne sword a little bit less OP and maybe a little bit more satisfying to execute. Uh-huh. Like make it so that it's successful less of the time, but when you when you are able to make it happen, like maybe just to have it be like a really heavy arc on the sword, like you kind of have to lob it way up to to get it there. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And have enemies able to block it or something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like there's a lot of directions that uh, this game uh, could go and well, in there, so many yeah, respects. There are a lot of directions, and there even is already a little bit of something built in, which is that when you throw your sword, you no longer have your sword. That's um, true. And most of the situations in the game, uh, that doesn't really matter as it stands because you're usually only fighting one person, at, enemies. one or yeah. two people at a time, and then when you're not, it's a big enough room that you can you know, easily avoid the other ones and go mm. get the, and go pick up your sword. But mm. I could see um, that getting expanded as like a, you have to sort of decide in what situations is it, um, you know, is it safe for me to, you know, not have a sword for a moment and in which situations do I have to not do that? Sure, um, sure. But I mean, yeah. I could definitely see, I mean, I, I like the throwing as an option because I don't know, I could just see there being like, um, I, some of the levels there's like a layout where you can kind of see what you're dealing with before you get thrown into it Mm -hmm. Um, and i can see it being really fun to like plan out how you're gonna fight everyone like okay i see there's three guys i'm gonna jump in smash this guy throw my sword at that guy run over get my sword and then fight the last guy one-on-one i'm actually Um, glad that you mentioned that because i think that's what makes this game feel like a hotline miami i I mentioned it with uh, ravenclaw a few weeks ago But like that is the hotline Miami thing. It's like, well, I can kill everyone in one hit. They can kill me in one hit. Yes. Uh, but I can kind of plan get ahead. the get the lay of the land, plan ahead, and also super quick restart when I die, retry. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, super small bite sized rooms that uh, it doesn't get tedious going through them because there's only a handful of enemies for the most part. Yeah. Um, so. I think that I think that sort of design really fits a fast-paced game like this, and especially with like the melee combat thing. Uh, a lot of first-person melee games, uh, I don't know, it just feels like it takes too many hits to kill somebody or something. Yeah, the one-hit uh, kill and one-hit death for you, I like a yeah. lot. I think it. Yeah, I think the the stakes of like one one hit 
kills really works for like first person melee combat uh because a it just feels a little bit more real like you know uh i i guess not that you know games have to be realistic to be enjoyable obviously i think that uh most games uh that try too hard to be realistic uh it makes them much less enjoyable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but um but i i uh I, I do think that it like sort of, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's kind of boring to just like stand and uh, look at the same guy as you like hit him over and over over again. Like, yeah, that's one of the things. So it can be so boring about Skyrim. It's like some guy just runs up to you and you're just like jamming this button and you're like, you feel really disconnected from each swing because it's just kind yeah. of like coming out and you're just pressing it over and over again and like hoping that you're close enough to the enemy and that they're not blocking it. Whereas like, this is a lot more like in and out. Like I'm running in, taking a swing, getting back, uh, you know, trying to try yeah. to move around, maybe see if I can get the jump. The jump slash was my favorite. That one's really fun to land. Yeah. Just like plant it in the top of their dumb head. <laughs> uh, their dumb block. The, the top of their block is, uh, uh, I don't know, really enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you're definitely right about how different that part of this game feels from Skyrim because, you know, one of the other things that Skyrim, like, it feels weird about that game is it's like it it's trying to mix like action with RPG and mm. it's like, and so suddenly then, so the RPG mechanic of like, you know, hit points and uh, you know, dealing more damage, the more you yeah. know, ability points you have in a certain, in a certain, and you know, how strong your weapon is mm-hmm. uh, reduces like works directly against the action um, sure. mechanic. I, I feel uh, and so this one, I think it's really like, like it knows what it is. Uh, Shady Knight's like, this is a sword fighting game. You get hit, you die. You hit, they die. Uh, yeah. It's just like the action has one has one meaning. It's like it either sure. is a hit or not a hit. Yeah. Um, um, so I wanted you you talked about the um, the throw mechanic being a little bit overpowered. So I also think the the block mechanic is a little bit overpowered because mm. i don't know if you tested this but you can if you're blocking like enemies that hit your back will still be blocked oh um, i did not test that that's <laughs> which which obviously like uh, i think that's another um another struggle that uh first person uh melee games especially have is uh not being able to see behind you or being able to look mm, behind yeah. you quickly uh and and deal with things behind you and it's it's a it's a tough problem to solve because it's like i don't know that's a thing that's going to come come around a lot if you're moving very quickly and you um there's a bunch of enemies in a room like they're going to end up behind you yeah and uh, sort of mitigating that can be really frustrating uh getting killed by something that's behind you um yeah but also having it just like block behind you makes it feel like, oh, well, then I then, then the player doesn't really have to consider anything. They just hold block mm. all the time. They're not looking at an enemy and then, uh, you know, only un- unblock once they're, they're looking at an enemy. So I think you have, um, I don't know, there's a, that, that's, a, that's a big problem to solve with this. Yeah. I actually I think, have, oh, go ahead. That? I was going to say, I think that there's this year has a very great, uh, uh, example in the AAA space, which was God of War, which admittedly uh, not not first person, but it's a very narrow field of view for a third person game and very right. close to the character. So it's like actually pretty close to a first person view in terms of like from like a technical perspective of like mm-hmm. okay, the player basically can't see anything behind them, uh, 
and they actually do a really good job with that game. Um, first of all, they have a system uh, that will sort of like an indicator that shows you when mm. enemies are going to be attacking you from behind. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, at the advice of, or I think I watched some video, it was either a developer or uh, someone who had played a lot of the game said, uh, turn that off early and get used to not having it because uh, if like when you have it off the game, uh, the game was originally designed not to have that. And then they added that oh, because really? a certain subset of players got really frustrated, but they built a super good call out system in that game where uh, since uh, you have an, a companion with you all the time, your your son, um, like he is constantly you telling you. you. Yeah, and also uh, the just the audio feedback of enemies is uh, so good that yeah. like you can hear them spatially behind you and you know mm. where they're coming from. Uh, yeah. So I actually found out once I turned that off, like I I felt like I had even a better feel of it than the visual indicator. Like, and I got a better, se- I just got a better sense of spatial mm. awareness and like yeah. my awareness within the space and my awareness of enemies that like, that's really hard. And I mean, a, I think God of war is like, I don't want to say anything too hyperbolic, but it's some of my favorite, uh, like melee <laughs> combat of any game ever. I think it's just absolutely sublime. Uh, and obviously they're AAA, so they have a ton of resources. But right. you know, a, a game like this could stand to learn uh, something from from that uh, of just like I don't know, having a, a really good awareness of of the things around you. I mean, think about Hotline Miami; it's a top down perspective. You can yeah, always you can see, see all, a, all around you a lot of yeah. stuff, and you actually you can like uh, you have the sort of like look around mechanism in that game to see like further than would be possible in real yeah. life. Uh, so like the spatial awareness in a game like this what this game is in this current iteration of like, here's a room with a few guys in it, figure out how to deal with them without dying. And, um, I don't know. I think it's an, an, an important problem to solve. Like, like this game right now, uh, like I've, I've said it many times, but I'm just kind of, a, a I'm not obsessed with it, but I like, yeah, I really want to like, see where it goes. Yeah. It's so exciting. Like working on a game to be at this phase where it's like, okay, there's a lot of problems to solve, but the core is good. And solving those problems is exciting because it's like, okay, I'm going to try this. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to try this. And yeah. uh, maybe if I do this, it'll reinforce this thing that I want to happen. That's already happening with the, the, uh, with the current melee comment. Like this is the, this is my favorite type of game to, to work on in my favorite stage. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess, I don't know right. <laughs> uh, that part of that part of it really excites me. <laughs> um, so I want to actually go back to your, uh, so the, the like when you're talking about um like your experience of like um spatial awareness in melee mm-hmm. games that's something i was thinking about a lot in this game as well uh because mm-hmm. um when i was playing this game i was thinking a lot about uh like just how first person melee is different from uh first person shooting and i really mm-hmm. feel that like the with the exception of like you know pubg is famous for like it's you have to be listening to people being around you um, Uh a lot. The actual, like in during an actual fight, uh, Uh you don't need to be doing that very much. It's just to make sure no one sneaks up on you. But like while you're fighting someone, you know, usually it's like you're looking at them, uh, straight, straight away. And that's, Mm -hmm. um, you, you don't really need to be thinking about what's to your left or right, unless someone else sneaks up on you. Um, it sort of occurs to me that in melee games, um, just because of how like like melee works, you just have to be more aware of your immediate body. Um, yeah, and and that's part of the reason that um, it's 
I think that it has something to do with just trying to represent melee in a, you know, on a two dimensional screen, mm-hmm. um, which is that uh, it just is. It's just easier to uh, represent three dimensional space two dimensionally when you're attacking at range than it is mm-hmm. when you're like attacking at, at closeness. Yeah, um, just I mean, because you know when an actual sword fight, you know you're not looking, you don't have like rails on your your neck that attach your head, uh, mm-hmm. so you like can't turn your head left and right without turning your entire body. Uh, you know, yeah. like you're kind of always aware. You have a sense of like um, like proprioception. You know, like kind of where your your limbs sure. are in space. You're you're listening, so you know like what's going on to your left and right and behind you. Uh, you can yeah, turn I mean, your head without turning your body. And just, just none of that really matters many... that much in shooting um, yeah. because something far away from you, it's like you're kind of, it doesn't really matter moment to moment, but like in a, me- in a melee situation, it is just kind mm-hmm. of like trickier in general. Yeah. And like, think about in a, in a shooting game, largely the operation uh, or like the, the field in which you're operating to uh, uh, just destroy your enemies or, or, or stay uh, protected from them. is like a 90 degree cone out yeah. in front of you. Like yeah. there's a reason that uh, so many like uh, games are characterized as like a corridor shooter or like a linear uh, is, is mm. because shooting is a thing that is very effective in a very narrow, long line, line. Right. Yeah. Like you line can shoot sight. something yeah. really yeah. far away. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. um, so taking that out, it's like, I think it's one of the reasons that maybe first person isn't uh, or uh, maybe not maybe is certainly not the first choice for most melee games uh, is for that reason. Exactly. I think a lot of uh, like melee character action games take place with like a very high up uh, third person person camera or sort of a dynamic camera that's moving to show you all the enemies around you. Um, And yeah, and even like third person shooters while you're like aiming it becomes mm-hmm. more of a more of yeah. a first person. Like I was just playing Hitman. It's like when you look down mm-hmm. the scope, it literally becomes yeah. first person. And when you're like yep. just aiming down sights, uh, mm-hmm. it like the camera tucks in closer to your head to make it more like a, a first sure. person. It's just it's like kind of that's the the typical way of doing, uh, like um, like games. Just do like yeah. when you shoot, it's first person. When you punch, it's third person. Yeah, but I think it's I think that there's like. Uh, like excitement and innovation to be found from like working around the constraints yeah. of like okay, obviously, like it makes more sense. Like the 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 camera view that makes the most sense for a melee combat game is probably uh, top down from high up because you can see everything around you. You can see you have a very good sense of your character and the world around you and the enemies around you uh, because you can see all of it. Uh, but mm. what kind of interesting problems do you have to solve and how can we make this game really exciting and different by forcing you to say, no, we're using a first-person camera, so you have to be more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. You have to have a better sense of yourself uh, in the world and uh, you have to sort of deal with the ramifications of like moving through the world and, and understanding everything around you. I mean, I guess... A, a yeah, game I'm not saying it's, of, a, it's like an unsolvable problem. It's just an interesting constraint. Yeah, yeah. Before. And that's that's what I'm saying, too. I think yeah. it's I think it's a constraint that too many people 
uh, probably shrug off. It's just like, okay, well, we're making a game that's about melee combat, so, so it has to we're going to do a third-person person camera. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, what if what if you did a first-person camera and it becomes a, a whole different thing? Yeah, you just have to um, think about the problems with that. You don't have to, but, you know, they can be yeah. solved, perhaps. Yeah, and, and but just talking about now, it occurs to me, uh, there there are obviously exceptions to even the the whole shooting thing i mean i was just thinking about devil daggers because i was thinking about games where you have mm. like a really good sense of everything around you yeah uh, and devil daggers is one where the arena you're moving in is so small and the density of enemies is so great yeah. that suddenly it becomes less of that linear uh yeah line of sight sort of thing yeah. that we're talking about with shooting where uh and and sound obviously plays a huge role in devil daggers every enemy has a very specific sound and, yeah, they're moving and around. you and do even, have even, three-dimensional sound in that game too yeah yeah even something uh like to a to a sort of different extent like doom 2016 like yeah. the way you're moving through those environments is so different from the majority of shooters that yeah. it suddenly becomes a little bit more like this game where it's like okay every enemy like I'm running, I'm hauling ass in circles at a billion miles an hour. So yeah. I have to have a really good understanding of like the space that I'm in a, the enemies that are around me B, the way that each of those enemies reacts to me and, uh, how they're going to sort of move to me to uh, deal with me. C and all of those mm. are become the part of a, a sort of a more interesting and exciting, uh, way of moving through the space other than I'm going to stand behind this box while, box while someone shoots at me and then I'm going to stick out and shoot them while they're not shooting at me. It's a little bit more exciting to be like, all right, well, I'm going to be running like really, really fast in a circle and there's an imp over there and I know imps kind of hang back and throw fireballs, but uh, there's a pinky, so he's going to charge at me, so I'm going to try and get behind him and, oh, and like, yeah, I, I don't know. Pinkies. There's, there's just like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot more exciting, maybe not a lot more exciting possibilities, but there's like uh, there are certainly many exciting possibilities of yeah. like a game that uh, forces you to uh, come to grips with your surroundings a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, though, I feel like Doom twenty sixteen almost feels like a shooter that's plays like a melee game. Like, yeah, yeah, it, like totally. you, the way you move, and also just the, your proximity to your enemies. I mean, it has a lot of really clever design, uh, mm. like bits that push you towards them rather than away from them most famously the glory kills you it's literally yeah, a melee exactly. attack that's how you refill your health mm -hmm. um but also just like you know a lot of the most effective weapons and strategies are like short range you know shotgunning from up close yep. uh a lot of the long range weapons are projectiles so it's not mm -hmm. like it's not like hiding and then just you know sniping people is even an option yeah um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm glad you uh, we sort of came to this conclusion. I hadn't been thinking about as much of this, or hadn't sort of made that connection while playing the game. But now I'm like, oh yeah, this, you know, this is good. You know, this is good podcasting here. We're just figuring <laughs> shit out, aren't we? We figured out the the nature of a uh, of point of view's relationship to uh, combat style. We have, yeah, we, have we did it. Video games. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> um. um did you have uh, other big comments? I'm trying to see if check my notes um, and see if I have other big things. Um, well, one other thing. So on the topic of, so I was curious what you thought about the decision to make the swings um, always. You like you have to hold down. Your you have swing to charge up, yeah, in order to swing. Um, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know what to make of it as an as a a mechanic. Um, mm -hmm. I was just trying to think. So like, what what does that change? I guess it makes it so you it's much more like planning ahead than uh -huh. than like well 
the thing it does for me is it makes it less about a reaction of, okay, this enemy is charging up an attack. So I'm just going to swipe at them. And it Mm. makes it more of an anticipation of, okay, I'm going to like sort of pre start building this slash because this enemy is, I think that they're blocking right now, but I think they're about to go for an attack. So if I swing at them right as they go for their attack, then I get the kill. And uh, that's a little bit more satisfying than just like a knee-jerk reaction, right? Yeah. Um, So I think that's what they're going for. I think that it could use a little bit of uh, extra feedback. Like I want to know, I want a like visual or sound indication of exactly how long it takes for it to be ready to do a swing. Uh, And I'm sure that's something you'll get a sense of the more you play. But I think like early on, I want it to be like, I want there to be like, I reach my hand back and then i get like a little glint or like a little shing once it's yeah, uh, glint would be good. once it's like ready for me grunt, to swing you know? <laughs> yeah because because you get like that that moment or you uh, what i happen to happen quite a few times is like i pull it back i think i've held it for long enough but i don't and the attack come doesn't come out yeah. and then i take a hit and die right um yeah looking at it now so there I, is a little bit of visual so i'm like on the shady night page and there is a little mm-hmm. bit of visual feedback in that like as you're charging up your character is moving their arms and then when their yeah, arms stop moving, I guess, it's charged. Um, but it's hard to like be looking at that because your eyes are focusing not on your own hands, but on your enemy's yeah. hands. Yeah. And so that's another thing that's like, Sonic it comes with polish. Sense. The more, the more you just add more feedback to that situation sure, of just like, sure. okay, I want the player to be able to know this. The player has this much in- information, but I want them to have more information. Um, because that's another thing that's really important with a um, with a, a combat game like this. Like uh, I, I haven't talked about it much, but I think one of the reasons that Overwatch is like one of the best first person shooters out there is just the the feedback systems in that game are so yeah. fully realized and like yeah. so polished and good that like. I think not as many people notice that as they should. That like, and part of it is the inherent thing of just like you don't think about it because you just notice everything, but the amount of information on the screen uh, or like happening in overwatch at any time is like probably 30% more than like most other shooters of like competitive first person shooters. Like there's just so much going on and uh, that that game does super duper well that like, I think that stuff is super important to making uh, a, a, an action game. That's like really fun and satisfying and rewarding uh if unforgiving like you can make a you can make a really hard game really easily you can just like make everything kill you in one hit and make shit like you know hit you from out of nowhere blindside you right uh but to make a game that's really hard but that you feel like you have all the tools and information to be successful and it's just a matter of execution then like I don't know. I think that's how you end up with something like that's really uh satisfifying yeah. and uh, makes you feel like uh ah yeah like I'm I kicked ass. I've I've learned the mechanics and I've like nailed them. Um yeah. So yeah. Um another thing so actually so Overwatch just reminded me of another like thing that's tricky about uh melee combat is um hitbox side. Mm-hmm. So like uh sure. in um you know in shooters it doesn't really matter because if you shoot forward then it's a you know it's a a perfect line i mean Mm -hmm. this is obviously not entirely true but like you you don't have to think as much um about how like the precisely how close or how far something is to you because if you're shooting forward you will hit them 
yeah, um, the depth of it is a little bit less the, important. Uh, what, but like uh, one of the obvious like differences in melee combat is you know your sword has a set length, so you only hit mm-hmm. something um, if it's uh, close enough to you. Uh, and so that's another reason why I think that first person is sometimes tricky for melee combat is it's hard to gauge the distance of your sword visually mm-hmm. from a first person perspective, um, or at least harder than when you're like top down, yeah. you can literally see, Oh, it's one inch in front of me or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. It, it's something that you have to like, you have to train yourself on. Like I have to yeah, learn yeah. as I play the game, like, okay, here's the effective range of my weapon. And if yes, you have multiple yes. different possible weapons, then suddenly like the complexity shoots way up of like, Okay, oh, so true, I'm true. used to the the sword going out this far, but now I have a spear or I have like a, a short yeah. sword or a dagger or something. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's something that like you have to build the game in a way that it will train people to learn those because otherwise, I mean, I think it's something that uh, like uh, Nidhog. I've already talked about how this game like kind of reminds me of Nidhog, and I kind of wanted to. Yeah, I haven't like, actually tried. played Nidhog. Seems good. Oh, you haven't? Oh my god, Jordan. Uh, it's a great game but uh but something about nidhogg is that first a lot of people sort of just play it like run straight at them get really close and hit them but uh something that Mm. becomes a bigger factor is that they're they're fencing they're thrusting swords and the range is actually pretty good and you Uh, only have to hit them with the very tip so if you learn how to sort of uh spacing becomes more important it's sort of like a fighting game thing of how important spacing is uh because knowing how far out the enemy has to be for you to hit them and how to manipulate that distance to like benefit you by saying like, okay, I'm going to take a, a swing, but I w- want them to be just barely inside my effective range so that if I miss, I can uh, escape more easily or I can pivot to doing something else. Right. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's something that um, I guess I don't know exactly how to foster that connection of like, how do you build an understanding of the range of your weapon in first person where the depth is sort of like collapses a little bit, but it's again, it's, a, it's another problem to solve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will be curious to see how this game, uh, like explores that. Cause I mean, a lot of like melee games, they, the kind of like fix is just very generous hitbox, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Uh, and mul- and uh, that's an, a more effective fix in a uh, single player than multiplayer. Cause you know, people, I feel like in Overwatch, a lot of times people Overwatch has it pretty well, but sometimes people are like, "What the hell? That hit me!" Or like, "Sure, sure," because it's like the the hitbox is often you know a little bit uh, in front of yeah, the, the or or you itself. get weird issues with like desync on multiplayer servers. So right, true. what you're seeing when you play back, I remember in the early days of PUBG that happened a lot where you're just like watching yeah. some guy shoot nowhere near you, but it kills yeah. you and you're just like, well, this is bullshit. He's hacking, but no, nah, no, nah, what's really happening nope, is that the, game the broke. <laughs> replay system is just kind of not that, uh, not that reliable. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I mean, part of it maybe just like, you know, the game just has to give you room to get used to it. Cause I mean like in this one, uh, like the, the jump slash attack, when you learn it, I just like died three times uh-huh. until I got used to the, 
how far I need to jump to do it. And then, yeah, the thing, the thing, the thing that got me on that one is that I wanted, what I wanted to be doing is I wanted to jump over them and I wanted to let go of the attack when I wanted the attack to come out as I'm jumping over them. Same. But you have to hold it the whole time or else it doesn't come out. Yeah. So it's, I just uh, had to read the directions a little more closely. I was like, Oh yeah. You kind of have to commit to it a little bit more. It's, it's less of like a, okay, I'm going to jump over you and attack you from a a top and fuck you up. And no, it's like, no, I'm going (laughs) to commit to this whole big giant jump. But I actually did find that was like my favorite way to attack people. I got, yeah. I think I got three people in one hit once, and that felt what? pretty good. What? How? Okay. Yeah, I just kited them around until there's three of them in a line, and then do a <laughs> jumping slash and just boom. Yeah, oh, I felt pretty cool. badass doing that. Oh, no, I never did that. <laughs> I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't make use of the jump attack as much as I could have uh, because I I didn't realize until late in the game that you could just jump. I thought I had to be jumping off of something. Um, yeah. Nope. You can just jump. So, yeah, but I mean, the jump attack is cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's very good. It's called a jump smash. Does it have like an area of effect around you or is it? Uh, I think it's just because you kind of smash your sword down. Okay, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it seemed like a ground pound or something. Maybe there was, you know, a little shock wave or something. Yeah, a little AOE on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to cover with this game? Um. Well, the only other thing we didn't really talk about, I don't really have anything to say about it, but maybe you do, is the... There's almost a, um, it, it, it like it seems like Alexi Sieg was like debating having some like environmental puzzles. Stuff. So like mm-hmm. you have to throw your sword at some cranks in order to raise and lower crates in order to move around. Um, uh-huh. And I'm I'm just curious if there's a plan to like uh, design levels such that you can use that. To, you know, maybe drop a crate on someone's head or use a crate to get up high sure. and then jump off it and do a slam attack. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are tired of me thing. saying it this episode by now. But yeah, it's like one of those things where this game is just at you're, that you're, stage that you're excited you to could, see where they go with it. Well, yeah. And it's like <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, they decide that the puzzles really weren't working and that the combat is what should be focused on. Or maybe they decide to integrate the puzzles more uh mm-hmm. more completely and uh you know increase the variety or whatever it's just kind of um lots of different ways to go there yeah uh, and there's there's potential for a lot of fun stuff like yeah something you uh mentioned is like including uh making puzzles a part of combat instead of them having to be like well there's combat and then, and there's, then puzzles. there's puzzles yeah yeah having it sort of integrate into um sort of all being different parts of mm-hmm. the of the same thing uh well, i do feel know, like be really cool a feature of um like sword fighting in film is that a mm-hmm. lot is that the the space matters um i mean not yeah, always yeah. but that is kind of like a trope of like sword fighting in film that you like slash a rope and a crate falls down and you use that as yeah. a distraction or to dispatch a, it's an enemy. princess bride you Very know inigo montoya bride, and yeah. uh whatever the Carrie Elwes character is talking, you know, dancing around those, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Jumping on those stairs of that like old ruined tower or whatever, kind of like dancing around, jumping around each other and swinging from, uh, (laughs) from bars and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that could be something that could be really interesting to, to mess with, especially because, uh, that sort of suits the design of here's a small space with not that many enemies in it, but each one of them can kill you in one hit uh, is sort yeah. of like using the space a little bit more 
uh, to your advantage yeah. to help you get the jump on on those guys. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Like, well. Yeah. I think I, I think that's everything we uh, we we have to. Yep, say. that's everything you I had. So. so um, I guess we will announce the game for next week then. Uh, so next week we're going to be playing a game called Throw Away Game, Game of the Year Edition, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is another game uh, made for the Game Makers Toolkit 2018 Jam, which uh, has been a, a a nice supply of games for us. Uh, there were yeah, a lot I of mean, really interesting was- um, games made from that jam because th- I just think the theme was really good, which is like typical genre but remove an expected yeah. mechanic. Also, I think it has the most submissions of any game jam That's on itch true. this year. So there's that. just a lot of them. A lot also. of them are on itch. So we, mm. I think this one, we weren't actually looking at GMTK game jam games. We just nope. ran into nope. it. I so. just saw this one. Yeah. But so this game, uh, which is by Seth Johnson, uh, chef underscore Seth on, um, Twitter, uh, is a, an, an FPS without guns or at least without shooting. So you throw mm. your, you throw guns, um and throw, throw all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff um in order to defeat your enemies so uh it seems like it's a a fun and um like playful and possibly also a humorous take on the first person uh genre so that is what we'll be playing next week um mm-hmm. we will tweet out a link to the game on our twitter mm-hmm. So if you want that link, you should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Um, we tweet out all of our games and our episodes, uh, and then uh, we always tweet out the creators too, and sometimes they tweet back. So it's a, it's a fun time. Uh, you yeah, we uh, join I actually us. think, did we give the handle for um, Alexi Sieg? It's uh, CP, at CPTN. S I G H at I assume that's Captain Sieg or yeah, Captain yeah. Sai, whatever. Yeah, I don't um, know if we did, but we will when the episode comes out. We will. Yeah, we we'll be sure to to tweet that out so you mm-hmm. can go follow them. I've been looking at their um, uh, Twitter feed this whole time, just watching gifs of like the updated version of uh, Shady Night, and it's making me very excited to to play more yeah, of it as see it, it as see it progresses. It yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, follow us at EdgeGuardCast. Check out our website at EdgeGuardCast.com. And uh, we'll see you in seven days.